Like in two years, it's gonna be a Rome. Right. But Sheboygan. <laughs> but <laughs> Sheboygan. I love it. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Eric, since I have been covering Milwaukee County government, I cannot recall having ever said these words. For the coming budget year, Milwaukee County is projecting a surplus. Hey, how about that? You, like, it's for me, it's more than two decades. Right? That's historic. Right? Got back to town. I mean, born and raised here, but got back here for TMJ4 in the year 2000, just, just in front of the pension scandal, and then everything fell apart after that. Milwaukee County Executive David Crawley due to deliver his 2024 budget address today. I'm told by the Milwaukee County Executive's Office that Crawley has crafted a budget that has room to spare, a little north of $30 million. Okay. So this will be the first budget that we see from the county after the state and county approved that additional 0.4% sales tax that will kick in January 1st. What's he going to do with the money? The new finances. Crawley's office tells me his proposed budget will include a, quote, historic reduction in property taxes for Milwaukee homeowners. So he's promising property tax relief using some of the additional funds that they okay. gave. The, and we've heard this before. Well, if you let us raise the sales tax, then we can bring property tax relief. But oftentimes those promises don't deliver, right? So we'll see exactly what he comes up with, what they consider historic. Also promising investments in affordable housing throughout the county and an increase in the county transit budget that, according to the county exec's office, will, quote, help sustain current service, enhance transit security, and prevent further fiscal challenges. So much rosier outlook for 2024 than we've seen like since ever. Devil in the details, as they say. And then, of course, the county board then will go to work hacking this up. Ooh, we got money? Ooh, let's get this. Let's do that. Let's fund that. <laughs> you do this. You do that. Right, exactly. Go. So uh, for sure, the, the budget in its current form won't be the one that's ultimately kicked back over to the county executive for approval. And then you have the vetoes and the veto overrides and that whole process. But, but you got to is... think they won't be shocked at what he's bringing. I would like to think that there's been a little bit of talking, a little bit of back and forth. They can expect what he's going to do today. And then, like I say, they, they go to work and that process. Right. Hardly a done deal, but this is where things stand this morning. Speeches at the courthouse at 10 a.m. 614 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Blue October is presented by Network Health, Delta Dental, Annex Wealth Management, and Wind Trust, Wisconsin's bank. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Eric Bilstad and Vince Vetrano. Dame Dollar headed to the Bucks. Still hard to believe that the Bucks have netted superstar Damian Lillard, a bombshell of a trade. Three-team deal sent the point guard Drew Holiday, of course, and a 2029 first-round pick to Portland. Grayson Allen will go to Phoenix, but we got Damian Lillard now on the Milwaukee Bucks. Huge deal. The team needed to do it. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. This is an organization that made the Drew Holiday trade a few years ago to pair with Giannis Attentacupo, won a title. And now they may have very well have extended their window with Giannis by bringing in Damian Lillard, a player that Giannis... Uh, was determined to play with. Yeah, you may remember, it wasn't that long ago, when Giannis was like, hmm, not sure what I'm going to do. I'm not sure if I'm going to sign that max deal or whatever. And then all of a sudden they traded for Drew Holiday, and look what happened. Won yourself a championship. 
Giannis has basically said kind of the same thing, like, hey, you know, it's about more than winning just one. And they said, okay, fine, here's a superstar. Here you go. You like that? You like that, Yanni? <laughs> How about this apple right here? In a post on X, Lillard thanked the city of Portland and said he was excited for his next chapter with the Bucks. Lots to get to in this. We'll get to it at 645. How some of the other NBA members are reacting to this big trade. Oh, I'm sorry. What? We take too many guys in Milwaukee. Like every other team gets to draft or gets to pick all their guys and God, spend all this money. Everybody. What? Milwaukee. Did we, yeah, that's us. We just, we just get everybody. Mm-hmm. We're this NBA bohemian <laughs> yes. that can't be stopped. Yes. Too bad. Packers and Lions tonight at Lambeau Field battle for supremacy in the NFC North. Both teams at 2 and 1 on the season. 1265 Lombardi Avenue seems optimistic. That both running back Aaron Jones and wide receiver Christian Watson will be on the field tonight, both, of course, recovering from hamstring injuries. I guess the gamble paid off. If they were sort of ready Sunday, but you kept them out, knowing that you had a quick turnaround. Mm-hmm. Then you have the mini buy. I'm ready to go for tonight. Mm-hmm. And then, right, if they get dinged up or whatever, then you got a little bit of extra time for those guys to heal. How are you, how are you feeling about tonight? I like it. I yeah. like it tonight. 7-15 kick at Lambeau Field. Afternoon baseball at American Family Field today. Brewers did not win their division-clinching game, as we discussed Tuesday night, but they did score win number 89 Wednesday against the Cardinals. Swing and a ball into the gap in left center. Anderson scores. Contreras on his way to third. The throw to second base. Taylor slides, holds the bag. It's an RBI double for Tyrone Taylor. 3-2 the victory, 2.35 broadcast time today with a 3-10 first pitch. One more against the Woeful Redbirds. This afternoon from so, American Family Field. As of now, as of now, if the season were to end today... Because the Cubs lost again. Our magic yeah. number is negative two. <laughs> so this means that as of right now, the Brewers would play the Marlins on Tuesday. Okay. Oh, you know that sound. In golf, Team USA versus <laughs> Team Europe. The Ryder Cup in Rome, Italy this year. And with the time change, it means the guys hit the course... Marco Simone, Golf and Country Club, at 12.30 a.m. our time tomorrow. Wow, okay. <laughs> the coverage tomorrow is all on USA Network, so it begins overnight. This is the huge event staged five years ago in Paris, this year in Rome, and two years ago in Sheboygan County, Wisconsin. I remember covering the Ryder Cup and talking with a couple of kids a couple days out before competition began. Yeah. They're just taking it all in. They're locals, Emma and Ethan Winter. Can you believe all these famous people are coming here to your town? No, it's incredible because we're just a tiny town and they've been to all these amazing places and then they come here. They're coming to Sheboygan, like of all places. Like in two years it's going to be in Rome, but Sheboygan. <laughs> but Sheboygan. <laughs> I love it. Oh, gosh, that's awesome. Just think about that. If you're into Ryder Cup or you're not, you know, whatever, this huge global sporting event, this spectacle mm-hmm. that took place just about an hour north of Milwaukee. Yeah, Sheboygan. But Sheboygan. Like in two years, it's going to be in Rome. Right. But Sheboygan. I've been sleeping with a teacher for 38 years. I'm a teacher. Singers flying at the second GOP presidential debate for the Reagan Presidential Library in Southern California. Honestly, every time I hear you, I feel a little bit dumber for what you say. Burn! That punch landed by former governor, former U.N. ambassador Nikki Haley, directed a political newcomer Vivek Ramaswamy. Former governor Chris Christie went hard after former president Donald Trump accusing him of, now follow him here, ducking the debates. No one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. 
<laughs> I don't know if that one landed. <laughs> ABC News correspondent Alex Stone is with us live from Los Angeles this morning. He was at the debate last night. Alex, anybody win the debate or was there like a top performing tier of candidates? You know, it was a chaotic debate. I don't think it is a debate that people are waking up this morning saying, wow, yeah, this changes everything, that, <laughs> that now there's a, a new name at the top of the list and the, the, the needle really changed. The thing is, President Trump obviously was not in attendance, and his numbers after these debates, ju- they get bigger and bigger. He is now, the, our polling this week, 40 points ahead of his closest competitor, and that being uh, Ron DeSantis, and that only grew after the first debate. We'll see what where this goes from here. He doesn't have to show up, and his numbers just keep getting uh, better, so why would he show up? But no, I mean, it, they, yeah, they talked about guns and abortion and immigration, but there were no new responses in any of those. You, you heard the moment there from Pence. I think everybody, all the media, we all looked at each other and went, wait, what did he just say? Hey? And, <laughs> yeah, and went, ew. Um, you know, and then... The the one-liners like you heard from Chris Christie and from Nikki Haley about uh, getting dumber. I, 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 was there any big moment? Really, no. Uh, I asked uh, University of Michigan Director of Debate Aaron Call. He uh, was in attendance. He comes and kind of analyzes these. As, as he's now a professor on debate tactics and, and whatnot. I asked him this. Give me a grade on this debate if you were giving it a letter grade. Uh, a D. Um, this, a D. Yeah, th- this overall debate... I don't. I thought the the moderators let things get out of hand. And he says the problem is that all these candidates, except for DeSantis and Chris Christie, that they're afraid to go after Trump, and he is the leader of that group. But they also know that if they do go after him, history would show that then they're in the firing line of him, and their polling numbers go down because he's got so much support that then people are you know you don't turn on on the former president. But he's saying that if in a debate sense. If they want to do anything, they got to take him on as the leader. That you know, bickering amongst themselves, they're not going to go anywhere. They're just going to, you know, change numbers inside that group, but not go after the the leader. And he put it this every way. question you need to pivot to, kind of attacking him, contrasting him, and realizing that he's the major enemy that all the candidates need to deal with, not those fellow ones on the stage that actually showing up to debating. He's still the one leading by far, and so that those contrasts, even more importantly than the actual candidates on the stage, have to be with Trump who still has a runaway lead in this race. But they didn't do that. It was Haley and Ramaswamy going after each other and Mike Pence. And yeah, it was all kind of internal there mostly. But Trump's team, guys, is already saying he will not attend the third GOP debate in November. His team is saying cancel all debates now because he's already won. (laughs) So we'll see (laughs) if they end up doing that. But no doubt if they do have the debate in in November, it'll be a smaller crowd either. You know, look, the fundraising numbers are going to, the money coming in is going to start disappearing for those that aren't polling well for potentially Mike Pence and Doug Burgum and, you know, some of those who were on the edges of the stage based on the highest polling uh, candidates are in the middle and then it goes out from there, that they're going to have a hard time continuing on. So there could be some dropouts before November, but if not that, then some, because the qualifications get tighter and tighter moving forward, some won't qualify next round. ABC News correspondent Alex Stone with us live from Los Angeles this morning. Thanks, Alex. You got it. Thanks, guys. I've been sleeping with a teacher for 38 years. News about your money this morning in the WTMJ annex. Well, you bet when he got home, the Mrs. Hits? is like, hey, what? <laughs> what? What were you trying to Michael. say? Michael. Michael. So we remember very well it was the Lions who kept the Packers out of the playoffs in that 
Week 17 win, or actually Week 18, Game 17. Well, what's Lions head coach Dan Campbell saying about that? We've got that coming up in sports at uh, 6.45. He's back on U.S. soil, a U.S. soldier with Racine ties. Travis King is now in Texas. Private Travis King arrived back in the U.S. early this morning in San Antonio. He was dressed in civilian clothes. His release was secured with the help of Sweden and China after North Korea announced it would expel him. He had served in South Korea and sprinted across the border in July, becoming the first American confirmed detained there in nearly five years. CBS's uh, Cammie McCormick. Still a lot of questions about what happened here, why he did it, will he face any disciplinary action, how exactly he was sent home. That's my question is, what? okay, what did the North get for releasing him? Like, what are the, the terms mm-hmm. of this deal? And we may never know, but... What did Kim Jong-un get? What did he negotiate? Peace and quiet, because the guy was probably annoyed the crap out of it. It was like, (laughs) take him back. We don't want him. This guy's bothering us. Uh, Family, of course, is from Racine. They spoke briefly, at least the spokesman did. King's mother, Claudine Gates, got the news Wednesday. She's relieved. She's overjoyed. Family spokesman, Jonathan Franks. She got to hear her son's voice, and she was thrilled. I mean, the good news from all of this is that this does seem to show that these countries can cooperate in some fashion. So you can call that a success, I would imagine. And for whatever he was accused for, remember, he was being sent back to the States because of disciplinary issues in the military already. So there's already that he's got to deal with. For whatever that may be, you had an American in hostile territory in a different country that's not friendly to us. It's good regardless of all that other stuff, and that should still be investigated and followed up on and all that, but good that he's back on U.S. soil. 639 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time to celebrate an everyday hero. Presented by Azura Memory Care and Assisted Living, transforming the culture of care, Azura Memory Care. This is when, Vince, we celebrate the average John or Jane Doe who had no idea that when they got up that morning, they'd be saving a life. This one didn't fall in your lap. You just spent some time searching yes, for today's yes, hero. Yes, but I'm glad I did. Good. It's important. Gwinnett County, Georgia is where we go. Two buddies, one of them an elementary school principal, the other one a softball coach. Level Creek Elementary School principal Daniel Skelton had just returned home from fishing with his buddy Matt Sen when Matt went into cardiac arrest. Said he was... Having some heartburn, said he had a biscuit that didn't agree with him. A couple of minutes later, he just slumped over. Yeah, and down Uh. he went. That's Skelton there talking to Atlanta News First. He says he immediately went into action. We started rescue breathing and chest compressions. We got him down on the floor. Yeah, so he used his CPR training from being a principal. His wife called 911, and he says things didn't look good. Even after the paramedics arrived, this was not good. Like, there were some real struggles there. He did come through. He is doing well. Sen is a softball coach. So during the North Gwinnett Lady Bulldogs game, Skelton threw out the first pitch, and he threw it to Sen's daughter to celebrate. Tonight, we would like to extend our sincere gratitude and appreciation to Mr. Skelton for his heroic actions and for helping to save one of our own. Boy, you think this job, Mr. Skelton. You, you think throwing out a first pitch is tough. Imagine throwing out a first pitch at a softball game. That's underhand, by do, the way. Do you have, does, does he underhand it? Yeah, he did. Did he windmill it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You threw it like they threw it. Wow. 
And it kind of worked. So here's my favorite part. We really talk not the about point this. of the story. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about this all the time. Thanks, Vince. So how does it feel to be the hero? Here's what he said. The recognition's great. <laughs> okay, I'll take <laughs> that's it. That's closer to what but. you said. Actually, that's a little bit out of out of context here. Let me play the full bite for you. Yeah. What, he, what he basically said was, it's great, but... I'm glad all is well. The recognition's great. We're all just happy that Matt's okay. Yes. Yeah, that's the right answer. His buddy Matt. Everyday Hero presented by Azura Memory Care and Assisted Living, transforming the culture of care, Azura Memory Care. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Eric Bilstadt and Vince Vetrano. Packers tonight, a battle for supremacy in the NFC North. Both teams sitting at 2-1 and one on the season as the Lions come to 1265 Lombardi Avenue. Packers are optimistic that you'll have running back Aaron Jones and wide receiver Christian Watson both on the field tonight, recovering from hamstring injuries. Not sure the rest of the injuries, you know, the, the questionable or the maybes, or, you know, we'll find out tonight <laughs> who actually is available. Uh, fans remember well. It was the Lions who kept the Packers from reaching the playoffs last season with that stunning Game 17 win at Lambeau Field. Lions coach Dan Campbell, he's not hung up on all that. It's just, it's always good to, to win on the road, especially in this division, you know? So, um, but I think that's, that's, that's the extent of it, you know? And now it's a new season. We know we can win out there. We've done it before. Um, but you got to go earn it. It's not going to be given. It's going to be a... It'll be loud. You know, it'll be a tough environment. They're playing good, so here we go. How about that? The question that was put to Campbell, again, uh, new, newer head coach of the Detroit Lions, was, you know, like, hey, was that a win, like, that propelled you guys into believing that things yeah, had changed? a nice pivot he yeah, put yeah. on. And he's yeah. like, nah, you know, good, good to get a road win. Like, come on, man. <laughs> like, it was more than that. Packers-Lions, 7-15 kick at Lambeau Field tonight. How about that? The Bucks got themselves a superstar. Damian Lillard is now a Milwaukee Buck. Three-team trade announced yesterday, sending point guard Drew Holiday to Portland. He'll end up someplace else. In fact, he may end up back in the East. We'll see. Grayson Allen ended up going to Phoenix in this three-deal trade that brings in Damian Lillard. He is a superstar. It shook the ground of the NBA world. In fact, several NBA players posting on Twitter and on X or wherever saying that the NBA is the best show on earth because of what happened yesterday. The fact that you're pairing these two together makes Milwaukee for real. There was some complaining. Yes, actually. So there's a little bit of talk about this. Uh, you may remember Jimmy Butler, of course, of the Miami Heat, played for Marquette. Miami yes. Heat. Ups- Sadly, I remember him. Yeah, I remember All him well. too well. They upset the Bucks. Actually, they had a great run in the last uh, postseason, the Heat did. Anyway, Lillard had announced this past summer, I want to go play for the Heat. I'm getting tired of it here in Portland. He loves Portland, but he's just frustrated with the the situation in the city or in the uh, with the team. So he said he wanted to get traded. So everyone thought he was going to end up in the Heat. Bucks come out of nowhere, steal the trade. So now they have him for a couple of years. Well, Jimmy Butler posted on social media. Yo, NBA man, y'all need to look into the Bucks for tampering. Y'all do. I'm just gonna put that out there. Y'all didn't hear it from me, but I heard it through somebody. Y'all look at him for something. <laughs> oh, you didn't hear it from me. <laughs> so it might be tongue in cheek there. Uh, also, though, Tyler Hero, of course, the former Whitnell star, also Heat player, he posted online what he said 
about what uh, Jimmy Butler had said. Oh, I'm sorry. We're getting little Milwaukee's <laughs> getting too big for the NBA. Oh, isn't that great? Yeah, bunch of cheaters up here. It mm-hmm. must be because yeah. why else would Milwaukee be landing these world superstars? Brewers' magic number is now at negative two. It's <laughs> my favorite part about this morning, though, is that the Brewers, who just cleansed the NL Central, are the last sports story. Right. Right. Can't, can't catch a break over there. Right? There's so much going on. We're going to the playoffs. We just won the division. But what I mean by the negative, too, nothing the crew could do to change their playoff position, having clinched the division Tuesday night with the Cubs' loss. But we did get win number 89. It was a 3-2 victory over the Cardinals Wednesday. And the Cubs lost again, so... Right now, the Brewers Cubs are, are playing themselves right out of the playoffs. Oh, yeah. yeah, right now they're out. So the Brewers would play the Marlins if things were to stand as of now. Afternoon baseball, 2.35 broadcast time today with a 3.10 first pitch from American Family Field. 10 to 7 on Wisconsin's Morning News. ESPN Milwaukee's Jen Lada in the house this morning at about 7 minutes before 7 o'clock. Jen, Eric and I are on sports duty today. Brandon's working the game up at Lambeau Field tonight in a technical duty. So glad to give him the time to go up there and do that. But, you know, we're going through the sports. and I'm like, am I in Wisconsin right now? Is this the epicenter of global sports? The Bucks make a blockbuster trade to get even better, having already had global superstar Giannis Antetokounmpo. The Badgers get the head coach that everybody wanted in the offseason, and they're off and rolling and starting to work on that. The Brewers are the division champions, headed into the playoffs with steam and an opportunity to go deep. And up in Green Bay... Things are kind of working out for the third time in a row at quarterback. What gives? It's a good time to be in the good land, right? (laughs) Uh, I agree with you completely. Uh, I got a little pep in my step, right? Like, If you feel like Wisconsin sports are obnoxious at times, guess what? We're just turning the volume (laughs) up Hope you like it. Yeah, exactly. Um, Can you think of, guys, a bigger acquisition one player acquisition in the history of Wisconsin sports that that like the excitement we were talking about how in our text chains yesterday in all of the text chains it was holy bleep holy bleep now you can use your imagination of what that bleep is it varied <laughs> from word to word from person to person but essentially On your text chain yeah exact, I, I can think of some words the exact same sentiment which was how did this happen? You know, um, that's the thing. And we're going to dissect it this morning on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Is it the Wisconsin sports narrative of the, we're going to get close, but we're not going to get all the way there. We're going to be in conversations, but we're still going to stand pat. Or is it that like, um, you know, Dame wanted to go to Miami and he made it very clear he wanted to go to Miami and Miami wanted Dame. And so you thought, well, marriage made in heaven for those two. We're going to be on the outside looking oh, well. and like, yeah. yeah, oh, well, we'll but get we're a, good. We got Giannis. We got a really good team. And um, I think this morning, if there is one thing that people are reconciling with, it is the departure of Drew Holiday, right. who has in his time here been just an incredible citizen, an incredible human being, an incredible ambassador. I can use the word incredible over and over and over again, and it fits. Um, and I think people are kind of going, oh, man, to lose the holidays here in Milwaukee, that's kind of a bummer. But if there's another Larry O'Brien trophy in the Bucks' future, feels like a fair trade. I heard someone throw out the Ray Allen-Gary Payton trade comparison yesterday, and I don't know if I necessarily agree with that entirely. Dame is an interesting cat. He's an interesting person. When we got Gary Payton? Yeah. and uh, No. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I hear you. Uh, CeCe Sabathia comes to mind for the That's Milwaukee Brewers, obviously. The difference Charles... there was CeCe was a rental, and yes, we all knew it. Correct. So you got him for a yes. few months, and he was great and whatever, but this cat's going to be here. Um, Charles Woodson. When they went out and got Charles Woodson. Oh, Charles Woodson. Um, and then Chewy brought up Brett. 
Now, the difference there, of course, is you didn't know what Brett was. Didn't he know. was an unproven right. commodity at the time when they got him from Atlanta all those years ago. He ended up obviously being a Reggie White. Hall of Famer, Reggie White, obviously a huge acquisition. Um, so... Yeah, it's a very exciting time to be existing in within this this state, and I think people are going to be uh, people are going to be confused about where to pay attention. Like obviously tonight, you know, it, it's it's all about the Packers, but the Brewers now punch their ticket to the mm-hmm. postseason, so we're going to be very invested in the Brewers over the next few weeks. And the Buck season is right around the corner, guys. Like we're going to see Dame Lillard in a Bucks jersey within the next few weeks. It's good times. I mean, and then uh, real quick, can you touch on the Badgers because of your work with ESPN Game Day and all that? What's the word around college football about where the Badgers are at and Luke Fickle? We got the guy that everybody wanted in the offseason, but things are maybe not, I, mean, I guess, were we overly excited? I think it's a work in progress. Yeah, right. right? Gonna it's going to be a learning curve like anything else. We keep using that phrase with regards to the Packers and Jordan Love. Um, and I think that's going to be the case for the Badgers as they figure out kind of what they have and, you know, what Mordecai can do. And I think, look, they have a bye week this week. So time to, you know, kind of evaluate what you've done. Don't have a ton of great stuff on film. But, you know, I think the Big Ten is theirs for the taking. Obviously, you got Ohio State. Obviously, you got Michigan on the other side. But... Do what you're supposed to do, which is win your division, and then let let the chips fall where they may. It's going to be a robust Gen Game and Chewy today. Ooh, I like the right. word robust. Robust. Yes. Deep, Sounds like meaty a content today. Good wine. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. Great to see you. <laughs> yes.